Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. going to the largest country in the Middle East, which has no rivers and has just 4% of Christians there. I believe that one day the gospel will go there. Put your hands together for our first testimony from Juwaida, from Saudi Arabia. Okay, please introduce yourself to us, Juwaida. Okay, salamu alaikum. <laughs> it's me, Jueda Tugukari. Okay. You know, she could have continued her testimony like that, but we'll be confused. So let's just switch to the and language I'm from we the understand. New region, and okay. I'm from the film stars Basanta. Alright. So Jueda, tell us what the testimony is. Tell us your testimony. Okay, so my testimony is about how like my, my fees was paid through mommy's prayers. Wow. Yes. And it happened during exam week. Yes, it happened during exam week. Exam week is not like, a time that you can't get a miracle. It's not a time, like, it's not like during the first beginning of the semester you can get miracles and then exam week they're writing exams so nothing can happen. Because you can see that clearly exam week things are happening. Amen. And if you open up your spirit, you will also receive something. Amen. Jueda, tell us about your testimony. Okay, so think I had not paid my fees for this year so like for I think two weeks before our exams I found out that I still cannot pay because my dad was not well so I went to tell my examination officer and he told me that I'll have to defer because there's nothing he can't do he cannot Mercy. help like he can't Mercy. do anything then what happened? So Tell one, us how the testimony so came So one by. week before the exams, I was sleeping and a counselor from the Dean of Students Office called me. Do you know, have you gone for counseling with no. that counselor before? So how did the counselor I get your number? I don't even know how he got my number. Okay, continue the so testimony. He, his secretary actually called me. She said her boss wants to talk to me. Hey. I said, okay. And he said that he has heard... He has heard my situation hey. and he wants to help, but he can only pay half of the fees. Wow. Somebody she doesn't know from anywhere just heard about her situation, decided to pay half of her fees. How many of you were here when we heard Tina's testimony about how the HOD just decided to? You will also receive a testimony about how a strange person is paying your fees in Jesus' name. So, what happened? Tell us. So, he asked me, he gave me one week to raise the half. Just okay. one week, the revision week to raise the half so, so that he'll pay the rest. If I'm not able to raise the half within that one week, he can't pay. 
Hey, hey. <laughs> okay. And my paper started on second. Okay. So, as at first, I had still not gotten the money. Okay. And I, I knew that I was not going to write exams, so I was not learning. Messi. We'll deal with that one later. Let's continue with the testimony. So, in the morning, when I woke up on first, I saw my Miss Prayer on the page. And I decided to, I didn't have a paper that day, but I decided to listen to the prayer. When I was listening to the prayer, mommy prayed for those who don't, have not paid their fees. Wow. Said, may they find favor. Amen. And I said, Jesus, I receive it. Amen. <laughs> she is part of the 4% Christians in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Continue. So, as I said, I receive it. And, and just after the prayer, my friend called me. I had actually been telling a lot of people about it. My friend called me that he's having half of what I wanted. I wanted 1,000 CDs. He said he's having 500 CDs. Ah, he, so the lecturer was going to pay half. Yes. And then a friend who just called you that he's that having half. Half. So half plus half is full. Oh, God will send somebody to call you that they have half of their solution to your problem. No, like the lecturer had taken half. Yes. And what I was supposed to raise, the half is 1,000 CDs. Okay. And my friend gave me 500 CDs that morning. So it was left another 500. 500. Okay. Um, another problem. Mercy. That's at 3.40 on um, 1st September. I had still not gotten the money. Hey. I was like, this Adi, I'm not writing exams. Let me just go and sleep. Hey. I saw a Momo alert. And the same friend or another friend? The same friend sent me 700 cities. Apart from the 500. Apart from the 500. Hey, I don't know the kind of friends you have, but me, my friends don't send me 500 cities. And so that's actually 1,200 cities to clear the bill. God will send you such friends in Jesus' name. And then the lecturer also cleared so the other part. So when I went to pay, like I couldn't pay, so I paid through the AMAP. So after pay, after my exam on the second, I went to the uh, examination of um, the counselor. He said he cannot do anything about it because ah, the time after he has passed. passed. Oh, he gave me time. I was sad. I came to my hostel. I came to sleep. Immediately I reached my hostel. He called me. That, that he, he thinks he can do something about it. Oh God will so, change somebody's mind for your sake in Jesus' name. So I should go and print out my areas and bring it. When I reached there, he said, please, place it on my table and go. You are cleared. Wow. You'll be cleared in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Jueda, what would you like to tell the church? I'd like to tell the church that even though we are in the exams week and mommy prays for her exam, there's something she prays about. Like, I did not have a paper on first, but I listened to the prayer. And she said that those who are owing fees, may they find favor. And I said, I receive it. And I've received my favor. Oh, put your hands together for Jueda. <laughs> Our second testimony. Our second testimony is coming all the way from North America. <laughs> put your hands together for a Rajwa from Mexico. Hola, my name is in Mexico. As you can see, she's from. As you can see, she's from Mexico. The MC is an English woman, so we'll continue in English. 
please continue your testimony. I'm from the Shalak Dancers and the Body Charisma Center. Okay. So tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about divine healing and exam success. Wow. She was, like, it's actually joined together. The divine healing happened during the exam week. Okay, tell us about it. Okay, so on the third day of exams, I woke up at dawn and I was nauseous. My head was aching. My eyes were hurting. And I, like, I don't know, my body was hurting and all that. It had started the night before when we were prepping. My eyes became red. Messy. So we had to like close prep early. So I didn't really learn for that subject much. Okay. So when I woke up, I was scared. I was like, hey, the paper is at eight. What am I going to do? And at that moment, it was around six. Mommy had already sent the prayer. So I downloaded it and I listened to it. I was really scared. I didn't know what to do. Then I called my dad and he also prayed with me. And he was like, if it's getting to the exam period and I'm still not fine, I should just go to the hospital, I shouldn't write. So it was around seven, I was still not okay, and I was scared, I was like, I can't just not write a paper. So I gathered myself and I went in front of the exam hall. Then I listened to the prayer one more time and I was like, God should just help me. And then, let's listen to it. And then what so happened? when I entered, I was feeling cold because I was sitting right under the fan. Mercy. I don't know how I answered the questions. All I know is that I was shading. I don't remember. <laughs> she was shading. <laughs> okay. But by the time I was done with the paper, my headache was gone. I wasn't wow. nauseous anymore. I was just wow. feeling cold. Oh, you didn't hear what she said. She went into the exam hall with a headache and she was shaking and she was cold and she even had to sit under the fan. But after she wrote her paper, she was better. What would you like to tell the church? Um, that's not all. Okay. I was still feeling cold though, so I went to my room right after the paper. By the time I reached the room, it's like nothing had happened in the beginning. Wow. I was surprised. I was like, hey, so what was that in the morning? I still went to the hospital. They did some tests and they were like, there's nothing wrong with you. Wow. I think we should put our hands together for the Lord. The Lord is still in the healing business. The Lord is still healing us. Even with though we are in exam week. So what would you like to tell the church? And she actually passed that paper, actually. Yeah, the paper was mapped, but when it came, I was surprisingly part of those who did well. Wow. So Raja, what would you like to tell the church? I would like to tell the church that they should be close to a woman or a man of God, and she, they should take that prayer serious because it really works. Yeah. Amen. Our final testimony is all the way from Europe in one of the countries I really like. They're actually the first country to have invented a camera phone. Put your hands together for Judy from France. <laughs> okay, tell us about your testimony. Hello. Bonjour. Je suis Judy et je viens de France. Je je suis Judy. And I'm in the region of Hachem. She can actually continue like that. But Judy, tell us about your testimony. So my testimony is about examination success. So um, I'm a French student. And for our oral examination, we are given about 12 topics. So you go in, and then it's like there are numbers that are written on paper. So you pick one. So there was one particular question that I said, this question is not possible that I'll get it because I hadn't learned for it at all. <laughs> so when I picked, that's the question that I got. Mercy. 
Okay, mind you, Judy has actually shared a similar testimony here before, but the one she got was the one she had prepared for. And this time is the one she hadn't prepared for. Okay, so what happened? So, I was afraid. I tried to change. I asked the lecturer whether I can change it. He said, no, it's not possible. So, I went. You are given about 10 minutes to prepare. So, you are given a paper. So, when I went to sit down, all of a sudden, I started remembering things. I started having ideas. For the things she was not prepared for, the question that she said, there is no way, she started remembering things. And then you are supposed to write it, um, you are supposed to present it in like introduction, body, conclusion. All of a sudden, I start getting the body, like what to write. <laughs> so, and also, um, the mommy always advises us that when we are going to write, uh, do a presentation, we should have confidence. So I decided that this one, day, yeah, I have to have confidence. I don't know, but I'm confident. So anytime I normally go and do a presentation, my hands shake. So this time, it was even later on that I came out and realized that I, it was like there was so much peace in the room. I wasn't shaking. Wow, so much peace for a paper that she was not prepared for. It will be your situation in Jesus' name. So Judy, what would you like to tell the church? So I would like to tell the church that mommy's prayers, they really work. So when you listen to it, like really believe it. And her advice on... Um, going in with confidence. It really worked for me. <laughs> Put your hands together for Judy. Judy said that her prayers really work and her advice as well. Mommy advises us as she's talking to us, as she's preaching. I want to encourage each and every one of you to take the advice serious. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. your neighbor and greet your neighbor in the language of the country that you represent. Our church is an international church. We have churches all over the place and this morning as part of the celebration we have a video for you. Hallelujah. Oh please settle down. And we actually have a number of people who were with us in this church. And by the grace of God, they are out there on different mission fields, winning souls, preaching the word, changing lives. I want you to put your hands together and welcome our missionaries who were once here. Put your hands together as we watch our missionaries. Hallelujah. You want to stand to your feet on this International Sunday? Wow. For a few minutes this morning, we're going to remember those who have gone elsewhere to preach the gospel. Ask your neighbor, are you going, Sam? Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. I saw some people tapping family, tapping husband, tapping wife. But I hope you are tapping also the going, the going. Amen. And... The people who we have just watched were all students around. Amen? Yes, Pastor Ima was the, one of the pastors of the Save Church. And today he has his own church, his own cathedral. We couldn't get a picture of his cathedral, but they are building. Amen? Lady Pastor Eunice was, one, was the pastor in charge of this church. Amen? Oh, it's a good place to clap. It's a good place to clap. Hallelujah. And you can see that the work is working. Now, my son in Madagascar, it was his wife who was here with us. 
who was a member here. She was in all the pictures, but they didn't show her. Mercy. But this morning, we just want to lift up the missions, all those in different, different, different countries. And if you are wearing the costume of a certain country, maybe it's a good idea to pray for that nation. Are you getting me? Me, as you can see, I'm representing my West African roots. Yeah. So you to pray for whoever you are representing. And if you don't have a country, lift up prayer. And anything that God lifts on your places, on your heart, you lift that nation up before the Lord. Let us pray just for a couple of minutes on this International Sunday. Mark Sanda, Lord, we remember the nations. The 190 nations that you have sent us to, Lord. We remember them at this time in the name of Jesus. We pray that the gospel of God will go to the ends of the earth and that those of us you have sent from here to be part of it, Lord, may we answer the call in the name of Jesus. Help us to do our part. Help us to do our part in the name of Jesus. May we not be found staying when we must be going. And may we not be found going when we must be staying. But Lord, place each one of us where we ought to be. We pray for the nations, oh God, especially in these turbulent days, that there will also be a mighty harvest in the kingdom of God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. And now as we listen to the word this morning, I pray that you will speak a word into our hearts, into our spirits. May we never be the same again. This I ask in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Don't take your seat yet. Find your Bible. Find your Bible. We want to make our confession this morning. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Some of you are still coming to church without a Bible. My Bible is on my phone. The same phone that you have been watching porno on. The same phone that you have been quarreling with the Lord on. Then you hold it and you say, I am what it says I am. I pray for you. Hey, hallelujah. I have to say that it's been a really nice morning so far. I think we really have to put our hands together for the dancing stars, the film stars. I think we have been highly, highly encouraged. Amen. And I hope that you have laughed all your stress away. Are you there? The stress from the exams that are passed and the stress of the week to come. I pray you have just dropped it so that when you get back to study, your mind is fresh and clear and you are able to learn. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to give a couple of announcements before I share the word of God with you. My first announcement concerns our Bible school. We have one of the continent's best Bible schools, probably the largest one, the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Amen. And if you are here, you are in your final year, or you don't know what you are doing next with your life, sometimes you must give that thing to God. And it's a good idea to take it up to the Bible school and spend some time learning things that you don't know. There are some things that coming to campus cannot prepare you for. You know, so if you are interested in going to the Bible school, you can be there for nine months, 18 months, or the full span of four years. It's up to you. Amen? Are you there? Yeah. If such an idea is in your mind, 
please give come and see Lady Reme Humi immediately after this service. Amen and amen. Next, I need to say that as you go through your exams, you know that we are inching towards vacation time. Is that not so? And I said to you, and I will continue to announce that the present service is not going on vacation. What happens is that as we vacate, we go online. Is that all right? We go online. Hello? Oh, you're not minding me much this morning. Or oh, because I'm not speaking to you in my mother tongue. That's why you are not minding me. The what? <laughs> Pray about it. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So we'll be going online. Immediately we vacate. And I want you, no matter where you are, to join us online. Why? For the next four years, if you are in your first year, for the next three years, if you are in your second year, for the next how many years? Some of you are in six-year courses, and this is your church. This is where God has placed you at this point in time. So make sure that you don't lose anything that is coming your way. Is that okay? You never know which service will be your blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, "Never, you never know. Yeah. Sometimes God uses just one sentence to bless your life and to change your life, and you don't know when it will come. Amen. So it's not because it is true. Some of you, when you go home, you don't go to church. So you, your case is obvious. <laughs> but there are also some who do go to church. And I'm saying whether you go or you don't go, this, what, you, what you have in this church is yours for the time that you are around here. And so you don't want to miss it. Is that okay? And Prince, are you saying that you can preach more than my preacher at home? If I knew who you were, I would have dropped you into a bucket of Isaiah because you know that that's not what I'm saying. Amen. I'm just saying that, you see, it's important to recognize the times of your life. Very, very important to recognize it. And you should know that it's not everything that covers every aspect of your life. I am at a different phase of my life from you. So what blesses me is different from what blesses you. What helps me is different from what helps you. What moves me ahead is different from what moves you ahead. Are you there? And I'm saying that for this period of time that you're in school, and this is where God has placed you, the word that comes from here is what is for you. Amen. So don't miss it. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't miss it. Now, there are some of you who say, oh, if it's online, I can listen later. You know you don't listen later. I don't need to tell you. You know. How many things have you not tipped that you do it later? Oh, today and day, I'm very busy. I will not do the 4 a.m. prayer. I'll do it later. Did you do it? Are you and I not here with things we have saved that we never went back to? So don't, don't, don't tell anybody. Don't, don't bring arguments. Don't bring arguments. All right. Hallelujah. This Friday, the 17th, we have Prophet His Lord Amma right here with us. Amen. I don't know about you, but me, I will be here. I'll be here. Yeah. I can tell you something that it's something special God has prepared for us because one was almost not even knowing that it was possible. Are you there? If you leave and you go home, you go on your own. Yes, my cover is not with you. And my blessing is also not with you. So you can go. Oh, it's not a problem. It's time for you to grow up and understand spiritual things. The home you are going to, it is there. So if you delay, I mean, you finish, most people finish their exams on Friday. You're not likely to travel in the night. Come and do the all night. Are you there? <laughs> you see, I have to go home because, you see, I need you to understand who is speaking. 
Which voice is that? Recognize it. Recognize it. Recognize it and know there's only one person who will separate you from what's going to happen here, and his name is the devil. If you like, cooperate with him. If you like, it's not a problem. And but is it by force that we should attend? Of course, it's not by force. After all, you can go. Ah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just answering some demons that are speaking. Yeah. I'm just answering them. Because I don't know why you would miss such a meeting. I told you, a prophet spoke into my life eight years ago. Eight. Till today, it is working. Yeah, till today. Till today, it's working. You words have been spoken over you. Some of them, you've thrown them away. You don't remember. No problem. You were too young at the time. Now there's another opportunity. Are you there? There's another what? Hey, Prince, it's not me. It's my boss. Hey, listen. If you don't understand, you see, if it was a funeral, you know what to tell your boss. So tell your boss that thing. And I don't know what your boss is doing with you at all night anyway. All Friday night. Uh, please, have I finished dealing with all the demons speaking or there are a few more? <laughs> I need you to understand that the place will be full with you or without you. So I'm not contending for a full house. Already I have a problem that my house is too small. Are you there? So that's not what I'm contending with. But I'm contending for you to remain in the place and receive what is yours. I hope you are getting the point. You see, when we went to Bantama, allow me to take a little time. It's not in my preaching. There was, there's a friend of mine who has been married. Her husband is a pastor. They've been members of this church for many years, of, our, of uh, UD, of the Bantama Council for many years. And they don't have any children. And of course, as you can imagine, it's a painful issue. Are you there? And it's been, you see, at a point it becomes, it goes on for so long. Now, the day we went for the first night of the conference, the man had been working late and had asked his wife to bring his clothes in the car. So when he arrived at the church, he sent her a text in the service and said, I am in the parking lot. Please, you know, I need the key to get my things out. So she gets up to go, and as she gets to the door, the prophet turns his and looks at her and says, you, you will have three children. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> Are you there? And then he calls and says, come back. Where is your husband? So the poor man had to come in all his working gear and everything like that. Are you here or you have traveled? You see, I know that we will celebrate those three children one day. How they'll come, we don't know yet. Or you don't get me. We don't know, but the word has spoken. And I want to ask you, is it coincidence? At the back, is it coincidence? So I came to tell, you see, she wasn't sitting in the front row. She was sitting somewhere and was just trying to skip out. Because she knew the man would call her. No, her word has dropped. And you said, I may have gone home. That very night... The man mentioned names of people who were not in church. Yes. They were not there. He'll mention the name. Then my husband said, ah, the people in the church know who he's describing from the thing. Some of the people, they went and brought them. And I remember one guy when he came, when he arrived, he's now looking for his uh, prophecy that the prophecy wasn't coming again. Oh, are you there or you have traveled? I also remember a friend of our, another pastor who has two children who were working very hard in the church. And they were kids, so they were not at the all night. 
They went and brought them. They, they, when they brought them, the word just came and flowed like that. You, will you be on the road to Accra? Or on the road to Takrade? Or on the road to Sunyai? Or you'll be on the road to wherever it is you come from? Let wisdom be your portion. Hmm. <laughs> Some of you will not be here, but on the 3rd of October, Bishop Intefo is having service with us. Amen. <laughs> so he'll be right here. Make sure that you come online because we'll put it there. Amen. And then on the first Sunday of um, October, we have what we call Honor Your Prophet, where we just, yeah, we just come with a gift and we just put together. Usually it's, it's, an, it's, it's something that we do just put in some money that you're just it's an, what should I say, you're planting a seed are you there? because I don't know whether he wears blue supporter or he wears brown, I can't buy it <laughs> yeah, that's the reason it's not because he needs money, we don't know what to buy uh-huh. we don't know what to buy to honor, so we just put it together so keep the date and be ready to do, because everything that you see is from one man's anointing powerful Amen. Are you ready to hear the word of God? Hallelujah. Okay, tonight, today I'm just preaching a short word. I'm actually going to share just three points with you, but I think they are very important. You see, have you noticed that the loyalty thing is very interesting? Ah, film stars. Oh, it was nice. It was a nice. I was not expecting the last twists. And it was a nice. Hey, tell to your neighbor, say, don't lose your position, oh. Hey, you are annoyed, so he said you are going. Hey, by the time the girl was ready to come back, the chalet oh. <laughs> may it not be your story in the name of Jesus, amen. Because some of you have been complaining, eh? This KNUS, that's when I've come. Now, I'm done. Be careful, be careful before you lose your place. Hallelujah. Well, today I'm preaching on another aspect of loyalty, and I'm talking about those who are dangerous sons. It's only because the word daughters is very long. It should have been sons and daughters. But normally in English language, we use the male gender to represent everyone. So we are all inside. Those who are dangerous sons. I have to say, though, that the sons are usually more dangerous than the daughters. In church, yes, yes. In terms of these loyalty things. Mess. Dangerous sons. Who is a dangerous son? <laughs> you see, a dangerous son is somebody who is a son all right. He looks like you, acts like you. He's clearly from you, but he's dangerous. He's dangerous. As I was preparing, I was thinking to myself that, Lord, this year we have met some dangerous sons. Dangerous sons. We cannot deny that they are of us, but they are dangerous. However, the symptoms of their dangerousness for many were showing long ago. And some of you who are here, your symptoms are already showing. So it will be in order to just give you one or two. If you are wise, you will get the book because when you are, you see, you don't know how you are going to end up. Truly, up until today, I became a Christian when I was 22 years old. I have not met anybody who has been walking around saying, I'm going to be this lawyer, I'm going to be this lawyer, I'm going to be a snake, I'm going to be a snake. I've not seen anyone like that before. It's a process and then they have found themselves in it. 
And that's why we do the teaching because you may be walking on a certain road. You see, if you go out and stand at Tech Junction, and at Tech Junction, you go with the flow that is going right, where will you eventually end? Accra, whether you know it or not. You don't need to know that that road is going to Accra. You just stay on it long enough. It will take you there. So also it is with issues of, loy- of disloyalty. If you get onto the road of disloyalty, once you just stay there long enough, you will eventually get there. We don't know the how. You may walk, you may row, you may use a trotsky, you may use a VIP, you may use a private car, you may do whatever you want to do, you may skip down the way, you may say it's marathon, but if you stay on that road, however it is and however you are, you are heading for a crack. If you stay on the disloyalty road, however it is and however you are, you'll be a, 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 a disloyal person. And so that's why we need to see the signs. If you are a dangerous son, the book gives us 12 signs. I don't have time to share all 12. I'm sharing only two or three, hoping that you find the book and buy it. Because here in this church, we always have them available. Yeah. And why don't you bring them out? Because you waste my time, that's why. You don't buy them. Yeah, but if you are really interested, you'll get a copy today. Amen. Hello? Twelve signs of dangerous signs. If you are on the road, how will you know? Sign number one. A dangerous son is full of unforgiveness and bitterness. (laughs) Do you remember when we started talking about loyalty and disloyalty? We began with a certain story of Absalom, Amnon, and Tamar. Okay. And so I'm giving you the first point again. I said that a dangerous son is somebody who is full of unforgiveness and bitterness. Let me first go to the Bible example that we had in 2 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 22. If you remember, in 2 Samuel 13, that whole scripture was how Amnon, who was a half-brother, went to rape his sister Tamar, how his father did nothing about it. He was only angry. and I mean, he didn't do anything with the anger self. And how Absalom, who was the full brother of the girl, he didn't say anything to the man. 2 Samuel 13, 22. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon. Are you here? He didn't attempt to do anything. Even his reaction to the thing is a little odd. One would have expected some drama out of that. How many of you, brothers, somebody has raped your sister? You sit down looking at the person. Yeah. There will be a reaction. Oh, yeah. There will be, but the Bible said he didn't say anything. He was just there. What had happened was that hatred now came and sat in his spirit. Hatred, and that hatred became bitterness. The Bible says that the root of bitterness will trouble you, and it will also defile many. Are you in the house? Hebrews 12, 15. My people are alive and awake today. So nice. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Hear me. There are some of you, as you sit here, you are already full of bitterness. And as is the case with Absalom, the bitterness has a reason. 
Are you here? Are you listening to me? My father never looked after me. You have a reason. My father um, created, what do you call it? He favored the children of one, yes, one of the ladies and despised me because I belong to the other. And the pain of it becomes a bitterness. You have to let it go. You have to let it go. I'm talking to somebody. I say, you have to let it go. Why? But my father was wrong. That's not the point. We are not discussing right or wrong. Amnon was wrong to rape the lady. That's not the point we are discussing here. The point we are discussing here is that because Absalom allowed the bitterness to stay and allowed the hatred to stay, it became something else in his life. In fact, he did wilder things than his brother had done. And when you allow bitterness to stay, you become even worse than the person you are bitter against. And the boy, he broke my virginity and then he left me for another girl. It's one of the commonest things that happens on campus. And so because of that now, you are bitter. But you are bitter first against the guy. You will soon extend it to all guys. And then when you marry, it will be in the marriage underneath things. And then when something happens that is normal in the marriage, then you start, hey, you men, that's how men are. You men, you are just animals. You men, you are just this and you are just that. Before you are aware, your own house, you have broken it. Tell me, many of you, you have you not heard your mother? She never got a lesson like this. So she's just manifesting. She's just flowing. Years after the event, she cannot get over it. Have you not realized your bitterness towards your father is because of what your mother has been saying? 